Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Mayor Sherelle Parker is deadly serious about Kensington. Waiting till you hear about the person she appointed to be another point person from the neighborhood on this, what that person thinks about safe injection sites. No, she likes triage, and I'll explain what that is. Coming up, though, right now, Candace Cabanas is running for the representative's uh, race out there in Bucks County, in which we recently had a Democrat go on, I think, to become a judge. So it's vacant. Her opponent is involved in the Pensbury School Board. I told you about this yesterday. And her opponent, even after the Pensbury School Board was fined $300,000 for the taxpayers because of abridging freedom of speech rights during the commentary period. Remember all that? They were about the wildest of citizens in that uh, community. Now is refusing to allow people to play an audio or video during their two minutes. Delaware Valley Journal had it yesterday. And this guy thinks that violates copyright laws. That's a bad sign. So let's go to Candace because there's some news due to the weather about what's going on. It's kind of sunny here in downtown Philadelphia. Hey, uh, Candace, welcome back. What's the weather like where you are? It's actually getting sunny up here, too. It's clearing off. The snow stopped. And uh, we've started to get a steady stream of people here at the polls. So it's a, it's a good day. Uh, for to come out and vote, so we're looking well, for people to come out and vote. Yeah, well, I w- wouldn't have you say it. My theory, I'm not the only one who always thinks we pray for snow and hailstones in Philadelphia because we don't think the <laughs> other side, the other side's vote is going to come out as much. It's always been my theory, yeah. and I think it's accurate. So I'm hoping it's helping today. But um, you have some polling information that's been changed there. Yeah, so there was some poll change in Middletown and then even Marsville Borough. Um, a couple, like, they, I just found out about Marsville even last week. Um, residents are letting me know as they get the uh, poll change cards from the Board of Elections. Um, right now we have that Middletown Township Lower 9 is going to be at the Emmaus Road Lutheran Church. It's 2185 Bristol Oxford Valley Road in Levittown. Um, basically they were saying it was going to be at the Burns Funeral Home for that uh, for the Middletown Township Lower 9. Um, and that is now going to be at Emmaus Road Lutheran Church. Um, we're just trying to get the word out for people so they're not frustrated when they're going out trying to find their poll. Now, did you see this uh, story yesterday with your opponent, who we didn't know that much about? Uh, what came through loud and clear with you was talking about what the Republican Party has shifted to 
middle class, working class. You, mm-hmm. I, I wrote down several notes from that interview that you talked about that extensively, and you really connected to it. But your opponent uh, yesterday we talked about is one of these guys that wants to abridge freedom of speech at these uh, where it's already ridiculous why the school board can't engage with citizens at school board meetings. I don't understand, but you get your two minutes. They've lost $300,000, and now there could be another lawsuit on this. And the insurance companies are not going to uh, put up with that, Candace, as you know, for too long before they'll drop your insurance. Are, are you aware of that mm-hmm. story? Yeah, oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, one of the one of the people there in the meeting had sent me um, a video of it, and uh, Delaware Journal uh, – Delaware Valley Journal, he let Linda know about it, and she she was uh, putting the article out about that. So um, it's something we're keeping an eye on. My daughter is someone who has a disability where she does not speak publicly. Um, she has uh, extreme social anxiety, um, so that would prevent someone like her from having a public comment in a meeting like that. Um, and not that she would probably seek that personally herself, but, I mean, if she would ever have that need to speak up in a meeting like that and talk about something within the school district, she wouldn't be able to do that without maybe making a pre-recording of herself and having someone feed their time so they could play that uh, recording. Yeah, it's it's just it's a mindset. That's what I'm getting at yeah. here, and Linda was too. A mindset that just doesn't want the public to engage Rather than trying to find more avenues to engage, that would calm things down. That anybody that can accept that is an outlier. But now people see this and it's already so limited. So um, I think this, our listeners know what the stakes are here. If you win, what that means, sending you off to Harrisburg, et cetera. Where would you point mm-hmm. them if they still want more information? Whatever happens today about you, where do they go? They go to Candace4PA.com. I am also under Candace4PA, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we try to keep people informed out there. Um, I'll be knocking on doors, Tom. I'll be still knocking doors. Win or lose, I'm still going to be talking to people all the way through the general. Well, that... uh, this is a marathon run, and, uh, yeah, this doesn't end with a special. We're going to go uh, whether win or lose. we still got to run. This is, the, uh, this is the cycle that we run for the next two years for this uh, seat. Ah, so the general is in uh, November then? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Good. All right. I got to run three elections. You know, I'll be busy. (laughs) Well, you know, that's the thing to do today. I couldn't agree with that more. Outwork them is the one thing that you have control over. So, Candace, uh, you're welcome here anytime. Good luck today. Thank you. But uh, get to those doors. Maybe they're listening to the show. If not, tell them about it. Thank you, Candace. Absolutely. And, and if you know anybody in this region that uh, lives here and hasn't voted yet, give them a call. Tell them to come out and vote for me. Absolutely. Thank you, Candace, very much. Thank you, Dom. All right. Republicans made a good pick here in, in a district where I think, what is it, out of 41,000 registered voters, I think uh, Democrats have like a 7,000 vote edge, Liz uh, Preet-Havey told them, something like that. So um, it's, uh, you know, it doesn't, that's on paper, but with bad weather today, et cetera, et cetera, who knows? And then the November election. But this guy, the, the uh, Paparak, the uh, Democrat here, he's on the school board. And he thinks it's fine to tell you you can't play what you want during your two minutes. Might be a copyright violation. We went over this yesterday. <laughs> it's not a copyright violation, Jim. It's only if you're profiting off it. 
it's ridiculous. Even the solicitor pretty much said, you know, what's it a big no deal? It makes no sense. Right. Like, even if they were broadcasting it on YouTube, for example, yeah. uh, to, to monetize a video, that's when you right. got to worry about the copyright because you're monetizing, you're making right. money off of it. Exactly. But if it's for public information or public record, it's, exactly, yeah. Particularly after you've lost three hundred thousand dollars, I guess in Pensbury, you don't mind losing three hundred thousand, maybe another second time around. Maybe insurance will drop you. These petty little tyrants on these school boards. We've been through this now for the last couple of years. All right, this is another good news story. Mayor Sherelle Parker taps a Kensington activist and award leader. Sorry, before we move on to yeah. Sherelle, I'm always late with this, but I do have some audio from the Pensbury School Board, which okay. is if you do you want that. They'll sit down, Mr. Daly. Did you... Oh, yeah, yeah, they all, yeah, let's hear that one more time. Yes. You sure you want to do that, Mr. Yes, Mizzo? I do. All right, we'll see you in court, sir. Just a reminder, you didn't need an equity. I, I, I said you're done. You didn't need an equity. I said you're done. Mr. Daly, sit down. All right, that's the uh, 300,000. Maybe you're done. The uh, solicitor, I believe, Mr. Whatever, is no longer there. What is it with this Pensbury School District? They might be the worst. It's quite a contest here after all this. Now, look, I realize there's some people that are out of line after they've said their peace given time and all that. And you have to make a determination then. And then if you have to, you have them removed. I'm all on board with that. But this idea of just the restrictive nature, you stand there and talk and people just look blankly at you. There's no interaction. There's nothing that can go on. Is that a good policy? Of course it isn't. All right. Now, Sherelle Parker has tapped this Kensington activist and ward leaner, uh, Marnie Aument Lowry. Uh, maybe it's another indication, says the inquirer, even of how Parker's posture toward Kensington represents a sharp turn from Jim Kenny. You bet it does. This woman is a apparently a big neighborhood leader, has run for office before. Quote, we are letting you know what our children have to see every day, she told lawmakers about Kensington, where she's lived for decades. She's a Democratic ward leader, runs the Civic Association, has for years fought against approaches to the open-air drug market that are seen as progressive, such as supervised drug consumption sites, so-called safe injection sites. Now, here's what she favors. It's exactly what I've said over the years. The alternative to this Well, what are you going to do with these people? When they get arrested by the police, she favors a triage site where you have a choice. Now, I don't know who would adjudicate this choice. That's why I want to get her on. She embraces the idea of police bringing people in addiction to a triage center where they can choose drug treatment or jail. Now, again, we don't want people to go to jail in this situation, if at all possible. But the bottom line is this. Kensington cannot be Kensington. Whatever these little progressives want, they have no right to say they're better than everyone else because they take all of these problems and they throw it into one neighborhood and tell those people, well, that's Kensington, that's the way it's going to be. And many times when I've spoken at events, we remind people that ample numbers of these people are not even from Philadelphia. A lot of them are Bucks County, places like that. It's a dumping ground. Why should there be a dumping ground? You have no right 
of course, to deal drugs, but you have no right to be shooting up on public streets and doing all the other stuff that we see. Everybody knows that. And they always throw back to you, oh, yeah, including the nun, you know, including sister out there, including, sadly, Governor Ed Rendell. I don't know if he's changed since then, but so uh, in November, in a New York article about how Parker defies the progressive agenda, this woman in Kensington expressed nostalgia for the era of Frank Rizzo. Uh, the Inquirer then says, the former police commissioner mayor with a divisive legacy of police brutality. You know what? If you're going to put in divisive legacy of uh, police brutality, okay. How about putting why he's still revered in large measure? And we don't need a Frank Rizzo approach to this. We know what Rizzo would do. That's not necessary. We don't have to go, you know, to one extreme or another here, given where we are, given public attitudes, given what we know. You don't have to do all that. That's what they want to say. Oh, so you just want to sweep these people off. No. Treatment or jail. There's a choice. Yeah, well, treatment doesn't work for them. Oh, well, you can't come here to Kensington and continue to engage in this. Now, where you need the Rizzo approach with modern technology and everything else is with the drug dealers, with the drug gangs. And it's got to be relentless. And look, well, what are you going to do? Larry Krasner is not going to. You have to keep on doing it. And then you have to publicly make the public aware of exactly what Krasner is doing with data, information, et cetera. Oh, I don't want to do all that work. Well, then we're going to continue to have Kensington. So I I hear people critical of Parker already, many of whom don't live in the city, and I get it. She's a Democrat. How many times have we been through this? I don't agree with her on everything. But for a Democrat voice here in Philadelphia, this is just another example, a really good one, of someone who means to get to the heart of this problem and to offer options to people, and appointing this woman to be one of the point people there. It's an administrative post. In addition to the um, deputy police commissioner that was appointed, whose sole mission is Kensington, I mean, you got to be in the real world here and say this is all good stuff. Or should we just uh, scream at the uh, sky and say, well, we don't care. I I know that listeners do care about Kensington. And one of the reasons is a lot have lived in Philadelphia. They see the deterioration, even if they didn't live in Kensington. And they resent this progressive notion that somehow or another, we're unkind because they want to allow people to shoot up drugs and live on the streets. That's kindness. One thing I would add, and I know this is uncomfortable, But what does it take for the Catholic Church to get involved here? It's a powerhouse still. In other words, the archbishop. This is a moral matter. And you would think, if you're going to talk about the gospel, about dignity, about human degeneration, you would call out what's been allowed to happen in Kensington and say, as I believe it is, I mean, I'd be surprised to hear otherwise, that it's a position of the Roman Catholic Church that supervised drug sites are an abomination. They're sinful. 
they're immoral. I believe they are without a doubt. I don't think you need a theology degree to see that. But I, I, I think it would carry weight to do that. 855-839-1210. I think this is an excellent example of what she's up to. And I think that, uh, you know, this is a big-time move here that should be recognized. 855-839-1210, that's how you get on board. And it's broader than just Kensington. It's broader than just Philadelphia. Sherelle Parker's taking on one of the big tenets of progressivism. They're compassionate, and you're not. Definition of compassion, let people shoot up drugs. They're addicted. When they want to help, they'll ask for help or something. Allow this situation to continue. And they're bolstered by Larry Krasner there, who they think is never going to enforce the drug laws. So you're supposed to throw up your hands and give up. Can't let them win. You can't let them win. You can't have a place where you're going to say anything goes. That's not America. It is progressive America, but it's not America. It's not lawful. It's not moral. It is just the worst example of almost anything we can point to. All right, phone lines are 855-839-1210. You get on board. Boy, uh, markets today reacting. This is Bidenomics again. My God. Uh, New York Stock Exchange down 525. Wow. And it's due to the fact they're having the worst day of 2024 that the news came down that we saw inflation 3.9% on many everyday items year over year in January. They keep on saying, you know, inflation, that's not a problem anymore. (laughs) It is the problem. More than the border. Emotionally, I get that, but no one gets that more. But inflation, this is what this maniac has done. And this means now the Fed is not going to lower interest rates. They're going to use this as an excuse, as a rationale, not to lower interest rates. Well, the markets then can't grow, can't think that things are going to be able to get money. How do you spin that? Well, the White House is downplaying it and saying it's just a blip on the screen, and the beat goes on. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dom time. Uh, Philadelphia Inquirer says the House GOP will try again to impeach Homeland Security Mayorkas. But the outcome is still uncertain. Well, we'll see if Jeff Van Drew thinks the outcome is uncertain. He's here at 2.30 today, right inside there in Washington. 
That happens tonight. We'll ask him about the Ukraine money, too. This uh, Kensington story, though, you have to realize you can't overnight do this, but this is a good sign, putting someone like that in position. What about the other people, though? I mean, look, I can't be presumptuous with the archbishop, but if I'm sitting there, isn't an archbishop a cardinal? Aren't they waiting for something, a public consequence, legit public consequence, in order to have their, what their role is on faith and morals? And this is a perfect—how can you ignore this if you're in that position? This is not just a law and all that. This is a morality thing. No society, particularly a society as wealthy as this, etc., can say, we're going to shove all this into this neighborhood. That's our grand plan. That's what they've done over the last 20, 30. You can pick the number of years. Here comes Sherelle Parker, elected on this. And as I said, the people that she's put as point people, there were even some attorney general of, of Pennsylvania involved recently. They are doing things, and I think you'll see at some moment, maybe pick March, springtime, you're going to see a challenge to the drug dealers there. It should be an all-out, hand-to-hand combat challenge with them. You're not going to do this. Now, I realize the difficulty with that. It's a question of wills, though. And the people on the other side are just these insulated progressives, the very ones that were driven out of South Philly, down there uh, just off Broad Street, when they tried to place this into the heart of South Philly. Kensington, you can get away. They're crazed. They have a nun. They have a former governor. They have uh, somebody married to a head guy at the Inquirer there. And it's just, <laughs> it's just this cabal kills me with the sister involved. I mean, I had her at seven fishes on her. I, I can't go along with that. I, I just see it as completely immoral. Yeah. There's no way around it that you can tell me this is a moral act. But what I don't understand, maybe I should. That's not his personality. That's not what he wants to do. The archbishop is missing a golden opportunity here. Is he afraid he'll be called? We don't want to hear about your religion. Are they afraid that they'll hear about the priest scandal? Oh, my God, the priest scandal again. So for the rest of time, that doesn't stop Dolan, though, in New York, does it? That doesn't stop Dolan in New York from browbeating people who are defending their right not to be inundated by a bunch of people who may or may not be lawful uh, coming here from countries that are suspect and all the problems they bring. That doesn't stop them, doesn't worry about the pre-scandal, because he knows the media will eat that up. What is wrong with what this administrator for uh, Sherelle Parker is proposing? You get caught up in this, you get arrested for what's going on here publicly in the streets, and you have a choice, treatment, which I agree with, or you go to jail if that's your choice. I don't think people realize the, the damage that this has done to that neighborhood and the damage that would come with uh, safe injection sites. You think of right. you know, all, all the syringes that are thrown around, the kids that walk to school. Yeah. Uh, there, there are videos upon videos of just kids who are standing next to or walking to their school bus while passing someone getting shot up in the neck uh, with mm-hmm. a syringe. You know, and... and and to, to think that having a safe injection site, a place that where these people can go, wouldn't make that problem worse and draw more people to the area? Come on. 
Well, if the media had any guts, they would do what I did, front in Tusculum twice. I'm never doing it again, though. Come there, put your cameras there at 3 o'clock. I guess it still goes on, Dan. It's all these burned out. It's near a school. It's within 500 feet of the school. The police are there to protect the people bringing in syringes. People come over this little bridge. They don't bring uh, dirty needles anymore. They just get free needles to go and shoot up. And they talk about morality and doing the humane thing for these addicts. Right. Like, like, I don't know how humane it is to normalize addiction for young children to come up in a world where it's normal for them to pass people being shot up in the necks and stuff. That's, that's not humanity. That's not humane. I'm exactly. sorry. Right. And again, why is this not in Jim Kenney's neighborhood when he was mayor? Northern Liberties. Why is it not in Chestnut Hill? Let's put it in the park in Rittenhouse Square. That's centrally located. Put your needle exchange there. They will never do that because they know what would happen. The insulated progressives with power would go wild. So why can you do it in Kensington? And here's one woman taking this on. This is not an easy task, though. Then you have Krasner on top of it. So wouldn't it make sense with the power of the Catholic Church and the Archbishop, or I would say uh, there are collectives, Dan, I would ask if we have a rabbi or other ministers out there, do they agree with progressives on this, that this is the kindness, and I'm wrong? Or am I right? Your job as leaders, as rabbis, ministers, um, imams, up and down the line, your job is guidance. You're supposed to say, in our judgment, in our judgment of our religion, looking at this based upon the tenets of the religion, this is a moral act or it's not a moral act. You can't escape it. It's fodder. It's in Philadelphia. If you are a religious figure, this is a golden opportunity. It's not something you should run from. I think uh, any number of these groups that I see, I think they lean towards saying, no, this is a compassionate act. That's exactly. But they don't want to publicly debate it. They don't want to publicly be out there doing it. We'd love to hear from them, whatever the group might be. But not taking a position on this, why would we listen to you on anything else then? This is of consequence. What are they afraid of? And if you don't see that this is something that's a golden opportunity to put religion where it should be in our lives, then you're in the wrong business. You can't just be praying in a church. It's a matter of morality. 855-839-1210, you get on board. All right, let's go to a couple callers here. Uh, today's side question, Mardi Gras, masking, real or fictional? Bernie Perrant was a great answer. I mean, it's back in the day now. It's almost ancient history, but uh, Bernie Perrant's a good one. One of the first uh, goalies, I think, that wore a mask. Not the first, but he was around then. I think he had an eye injury at one point. And these guys were laughed at when they first wore a mask. Can you imagine playing hockey goalie today without wearing a mask? It's crazy, right? Yeah. And, and when they when so Jacques Plant was the first one back yes. in 1959 to wear the mask. Yeah. And, and when he did it, it was because he got a bad cut. He got a custom made fiberglass mask, right. and he was kind of seen as a wimp for wearing it. So as a you know sign of toughness. I think until the 90s or so, there was a guy that played without a mask. It's yeah. it's nuts to think that you would sit in front of pucks flying 90 miles per hour towards your face. 
Well, uh, the thing I've always worried about, too, as a player is the stick, the curvature, and these guys, skates, a skate falling on you. So these guys. Sorry, it was the 70s. It was okay. that and Andy Brown was the last one, not wearing okay. masks. Uh, these guys didn't wear helmets. They resisted that. And then the face shield. With I don't even know if all of them wear the face shield now. I mean, that is just yeah. going into the corners, those skates, and you see guys sharpening them. Well, there was Ty Cobb who apparently sharpened his spikes around the clock, and he was going to use them on you. You remember Mark Howe back in I think like late eighties? Yeah. He had uh, yeah. he, he fell into the net, and they had the net that had the crossbar at the time. And he yeah. impaled his you know leg yeah. with the net. Oh. It's stunning. It's uh, a fascinating here, game. Here's the big man, Joe in Exton. Hey Joe, we had your uh, compatriot yesterday. A woman called from Exton, seemingly didn't know you, but we're on the lookout for you. Okay, uh, Dom. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Dom, I'd like to change my answer. Okay. Sure. In the what? Oh, go right ahead, uh, Joe. In the late 1600s, there was a, um, a pirate raid on a ship off the coast of Africa, and there was a sailor who survived. And uh, he vowed to oppose pirate lawlessness. He went about create, creating an image of, of himself by wearing a full-length bodysuit and mask. He lived in a cave carved out in the form of a skull, and he called himself the Phantom. This um, this appeared in the papers. It was a daily uh, uh, cartoon. All right, Joe, that is a good one. We love it when we learn something through the call. And with Joe, that's always a possibility. Seems like people on Exxon are remarkably unimpressed to, you know, make yeah. interpersonal relationships. I didn't ask Joe if he, he didn't seem like he was talking if today, if he's ever worn a mask. Did you happen to catch the Easter egg, the door opening behind him? It was like a perfect amount of creak to make it sound like he's in a fully walnut library. <laughs> yeah, he probably is. Oh, my God. Uh, we don't know about the pipe smoking. We're working on this. We're trying to piece this together. <laughs> we need a team of detectives out there. Any really good detectives? What Joe of Exton is all about is the ongoing battle. All right, 855-839-1210. You get on board. Chris Coons, sycophant extraordinaire for President Biden, has advice about what he wants him to do. It involves a certain kind of tea that Biden ought to be drinking at public events. And turning loose Jill Biden, who is the greatest Eagles fan of all time, he says. Spoiler alert. Is yes. it pomegranate tea? No, it's not pomegranate. Aww. It's B-O-B-A, I think. Oh, boba. Boba tea, which I don't think I've ever had or heard of. And I'm an aficionado. He oh, thinks you know what that is? Trip. Yes. I think it's like the same thing as bubble tea that you get down in Chinatown. Ah, with the, okay. uh, you know, uh, what are the bubbles in there? All right, bubble tea. Tapioca, little okay. bubbles. Bubble tea and Jill Biden as Eagles fan. That's the answer. Can you see what it's going to be like in September, October? <laughs> She's going to come to the Eagles game, and I'm telling you for that one, we would have to endorse an organized effort to boo as loudly as you possibly can so that whatever nonsense she said. Remember the last time she was almost booed out of it. She's a player in this. She's enabling it. Dom Giordano's show. I don't know why the uh, reporting on this, I don't know, because of the snow or whatever. DJ just sent it to me, and I've seen it also online. NBC10 reporting that 
Perkiomen Valley. Now, if I'm right, because there have been several student walkouts, I think that's one where students were on the side of saying, hey, you have to use the bathroom, the changing rooms, and all that in sports that are your biological sex. And the school board went along with that six to three. And now NBC10 reporting they will change that tomorrow night. They're not meeting tonight because of the snow or whatever, but it's in to change it. And I'm reading through this during the break, and I don't see what the heck changed this here. I don't know if anybody's out there. Did the school board change? I don't think so, per se, but what in the world changed their judgment, rock-solid judgment, that you should use the bathroom, changing rooms, the sport, and all that, of your biological sex, okay? It's a pretty simple procedure here. Now, a caveat they can put in if they want some bathrooms, whatever, somebody has a problem with their bio going to that, they can use that. But they cannot inflict on others who are using the bathroom, changing rooms of their biological sex. In other words, we're giving ground here. We're saying, all right, they make an accommodation to you. But you can't inflict this on everybody else. And it's Perky Omen Valley. It's not Pensbury or one of these places. Who got to them? What the heck happened here that changed this? Were there organized groups? You're hateful, transgendered students, the whole thing. Why, when you go through all the process to do something like that, and I remember it was pretty contentious, do you suddenly say now, no, this experiment is over. It's too harsh. We can't do this. I, I, I just, again, we come back to these school boards. We come back to the nonsense associated with them. What's wrong with saying it's legal to say you have to use your biological sex? Dan, did you see anything? I do have an NBC10 report on this. Yeah. If you wanted to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, so you have two main arguments to all this. On one side, you have people that are arguing that women have the right to privacy inside the bathrooms. On the other side, people argue that transgender students have the right to use the bathroom for the gender that they identify with. That's not an argument. It's just a statement. Yes. A 6-3 to three vote in favor of retiring Policy 720 in the Procumum Valley School District. The old policy prohibiting transgender students from using the bathroom that aligns with their gender identity. Monday night, the Procumum Valley School Board voting to reverse that policy, now allowing transgender students to use the bathroom of the gender they identify with. Parents, both for and against the policy, spoke about the vote. First off, thank you for the vote tonight. Um, this is not just for the board, but for the entire community. You've done a huge disservice to many women, many families, many daughters. The old policy went into effect in October, but there was a strong division about Policy 720, both in the community and in the school. Perkiomen Valley High School junior Claire Tremba sharing student perspective of how the issue has impacted the student body. I would love to hear our student voices more. I would love to have more round tables. But I would just like to remind everyone that our students are scared. It's not as simple as poll or survey. Hearing someone's voice is not a yes or a no box on a Google form. So just please consider that. When you think about student voices, consider that they're a human being, they're a child who has to go to school the next day and they have to deal with, did someone hear what I said? What the hell is going on? I mean, I, st I still... It, it's gibberish. <laughs> it's just gibberish for these. Let's cut to the chase. 
You know, if they would be good, they won't. They, oh, it's the last thing they would do. The simple question, what changed here? What is it that's the new fact in biology or some study or something else? And it just seems like what we always see here. The pressure got to them of some loud voices. You're being mean again. You're being mean if you don't let the transgender, gender fluid the individual, again, accommodate. Let them use these other bathrooms. I mean, we say this all the time. What possibly could have changed? The hard part was passing it originally. And Dan, I, you know, I know they don't want reporters speculating, but don't you think they would find somebody who would say what the change was? Or when they're discussing this vote, didn't one of these school board members say, I now see it this way because? Why is it so hard to get an answer to something this upside down, turning it back? Did something happen there? There was an incident. They feel they're hateful. What possibly could get them to change? That's all I'd like to hear. I do have a parent that's speaking uh, in favor of okay. the 6-3 uh, vote, uh, okay. allowing people to yeah. use the bathroom in favor. Last week, a mother spoke about how her daughter's senior year was ruined by a transgender girl being inside the girl's room, making her feel uncomfortable. While I do sympathize, I would trade her in a heartbeat. My child is a senior here at PV. They have a 504 plan for special education. They are also genderqueer. They haven't been in class here since September 19th. They missed homecoming. They'll miss prom. They don't receive their services needed. They're separated from their peers and friends. Now they refuse to participate in graduation. My heart is broken. It's broken for me as a mother who will never see their child graduate. It breaks my heart for them as their senior year was destroyed. Every experience they missed but worked so relentlessly to get to. They'll never get that back. When you send your, su- your child to school, you want them to go someplace where they are safe and cared for. During the walkout, someone was holding a sign that stated, we accept you just not here. And the same day, stop trans stickers were put on the stop signs and around campus. It's created a hostile learning environment for our children. If you don't know, a hostile learning environment is specific to a school or classroom and defined as a situation of discrimination occurring and creating a harmful setting, intimidating environment. Okay, creating let's stop fear. there. And nice that you found that versus NBC10, who at least is reporting on it but didn't find anything that's a nugget of this. So again, we're back to the same thing. You're not compassionate. And again, we're saying that the rights usually of females, then in this situation it appears to be, they have no right to privacy again. We're back to this again. And what do they always come up with emotion? Now, I'm not saying anybody ought to be harassing or putting up something that is harassing to somebody who's gender fluid, transgender. Everyone agrees with that. But we come back to the central issue. No, they shouldn't have a right to be in the room of the opposite sex. It's a simple thing. The same thing in sports. I'm watching a tape this morning of this uh, guy. He's still biologically male, beating females, Dan, in a high jump. What he jumped, though, would have been almost a foot 
behind biological males in the very same meet if he had to compete in that. But he's running around holding up the gold of beating females. What's the point of that? Why are those rights more important than the rights of the whole? They're not. So Perky Elman Valley School Board, you ought to look in the mirror, really. Why did you put this policy in, and what is it that made you cower here and change it? They're running a strange program, y'all. It's Dan time. I can handle things. I'm smart. I'm like everybody said. With Dom. That's right. It's that time of the afternoon. Dan usually takes over the Dom show for some Dan time, but we're pretty packed today. Dom, just one quick note. Super Bowl numbers are indeed in. 123.7 million viewers makes this year's Super Bowl the most watched telecast of all time. Yeah, rivals uh, the moon uh, launched. I mean, not exactly close, but given everything, it's uh, it's in that league. Um, one update. Someone sent this to me. I Googled it, and it appears the school board changed. That the school board election of in November of 2023, it was very close. But like Central Bucks, probably abortion, they said out there in Perkiomen Valley. And they all said, oh, we can't have that. Well, what are they saying now that the progressives apparently have said, well, we're going to put people, the opposite sex, in your daughter's dressing room and bathroom. Yeah, but abortion. Okay. We'll continue those battles. Uh, so maybe this was like um, Central Bucks, where we saw the ultimate battle. I'll continue to take a look at that. Coming up, great guy, and he was our one saving grace here vis-a-vis Larry Krasner. Bill McSwain in private practice now is next. But he's worked with and knows the architect, the special counsel, her, who wrote the report that's all the national story now. We'll get a sense of that guy's expertise and what a special counsel does. Bill McSwain. And then at uh, 2.30, Jeff Andrew here, because the Mayorkas vote is tonight on impeachment again. They can't mess up two times. Please tell me that can't be. Don't hold the vote if you don't have the votes. We'll see what he says about that. And Dom's Money Melody here on Talk Radio 1210. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.